Hey, this is Wendy Cardell, and if you want to know how to renew your health by removing those hidden toxins, you need to be listening to The Toxin Terminator with my awesome friend, Amy Carlson. Welcome to The Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. Hello, everyone. It's Amy Carlson, the Toxin Terminator, and we are here today with my dear, dear friend, Wendy Cardell. She is going to be sharing with us today her journey down this toxin-free lifestyle, and she's going to be digging in deep about what toxins are, what toxins you want to avoid and why, and also where you can find those toxins, as well as giving her top three recommendations if you're just beginning your toxin-free lifestyle, what you can do to enjoy renewed health. You can find Wendy Cardell at www. Dot Wendy Cardell, that's C-A-R-D-E-L-L dot com. All right, welcome to the show, and we are here with Wendy Cardell. Wendy, I'm so glad you're here. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, you bet. So, Wendy, let's talk a little bit because a lot of the guests that I have been interviewing up to this point, they've had some pretty serious chronic diseases going on with them that has really been the catalyst for them to start searching for a healthy lifestyle changes. Share with us what, what was that catalyst for you in trying to find a healthier lifestyle? Well, it started for me about, um, I guess, five or six years ago. Uh, I had had not chronic uh, issues um, from a, like that it was really impacting my health, but it was just some chronic stuff that I couldn't get rid of it. It, it didn't affect me physically, but it was just, it was just a pain quite honestly. So I was starting to look at how I could manage that because my doctor just said, well, just take probiotics, just eat yogurt, just take pro- probiotics. But yet the, you know, the issue kept returning and I mean, it, it was candida. So it was just, it was affecting me and my skin. I was getting infections and it was just happening on a regular basis. So um, I began to read more about how I can get rid of candida without going on the anti, uh, what do you call that? The anti, not the antibacterial, but uh, the ones that they want you to take when you've got a candida problem. Um, and so I just was starting to research then about sort of natural solutions. Um, so that was kind of my start into it. But then for me, what ca- happened is my little grandson, Max, came along. And uh, I was beginning to be more aware of what was in our products and that what we put on was just as imp- on our skin was just as important as what we put in our mouths. So here I was holding this precious little pristine baby and I thought I don't want anything to touch him that is going to harm him Uh, I didn't know that with my prior two grandbabies but I knew it now and I knew that I wanted to make a change so I just was really starting to dig into what those products were that were harming us and um, really what I found out was that many of those products that we use that say and it might say pure and natural, or it might even say organic. 
but it doesn't mean that it doesn't have ingredients in there that are causing this long-term harm. So that was kind of where my journey started. I love that your grandkids really touched your heart in, in really opening up the door to say, hey, wait a minute, you know, enough is enough. So when you started digging into toxins, you know, we all talk about toxins, but in your mind, what defines a toxin? Something that is not going to support my health. It could be, um, I mean, some of the um, ingredients that you see in, uh, you know, products that we use, sometimes they might be, have started as a natural form, but with the processes that the manufacturers do to them, they then become actually harmful to us in our bodies. So to me, a toxin is anything that is not going to support my health. I love that definition. That is, that is amazing. So um, in the beginning, when you were researching, you, know, you started with trying to remove the candida from your body and without having to go on to some of the medications that they wanted you to do there. Did you find the process of learning and researching overwhelming? Um, to a certain extent, yes, uh, because it was probably one of the first topics that I'd really used the internet for a lot of research for. And as you know, there's a lot of information out there, um, and it's like, what do you believe and what do you not believe? Um, so when it comes to that sort of thing for me, I really just have to go by what I believe makes sense to me. It may not make sense to you, but if it makes sense to me, then I am willing to uh, take a look at it, um, try a different way of uh, dealing with that. Um, and, you know, in some cases, these were, for instance, uh, you know, products, right? Or uh, even information that was being given out. Like, there's a lot of sensational stuff out there on the internet, as we know. And I just really used my gut around that, quite okay. honestly, and went with things that made sense to me. All right. And that's fair enough. I know sometimes when I'm searching through information, I try to follow the source of the information that's being given and who is providing that documentation. And that can kind of lead you into whether it's a valued, trusted source to use in forming your opinions. You understand what I'm saying? Well, and even that sometimes, like, how do you know? Right. Like, there are so many things that people can put out there. Like, I can tell you that I'm a doctor and that I, I can spew out all sorts of information online. And how would anybody, how would the majority of people have the means to find out whether or not I'm really a doctor or whether or not I really know what I'm talking about. And I think that's where the internet can get very uh, dangerous for us. Because sure. There's lots of things that are out there that um, they're, they're not true. So right. um, it's, it's a bit of a catch 22 there, right? Right. So kind of going back to that good old intuition and trusting your gut and what makes sense for you then, right? I think so. And sometimes there's things that we just have to do a little trial and error with too, right? Sure. <laughs> as you as long and as I- it's not going to harm us. Right. Yeah. As you and I both know, you know, we've tried a lot of different things. So um, other than the internet, did you use any other type of resources to, to 
gain knowledge or information that will help you in, in removing toxins from your life? At that point, I was actually starting to dig into like why I wanted to replace my cleaning products and how I could do that and searching out recipes, quite honestly. And so that kind of led me to using uh, natural products, whether it be essential oils or baking soda or vinegar um, or some of those kinds of things. And that kind of led me into some Facebook groups that were all about more natural health. And, uh, you know, you kind of learn and grow from there. And it's also great in some of those groups because you get to learn from other people's experience. Oh, and that is such a great lead in because when you can get into a community of like-minded individuals, what a difference that makes in empowering you to help make some better choices. Would that kind of be how you felt about it? Yeah. Me too. Yeah, for sure. One of the things that I know when I was first learning about toxins, I mean, toxin was such a faraway word for me. It was something I viewed as you have to wear a hazmat suit. It was, you know, nuclear energy, you, you know, plants, it, not something that I ever expected I was going to find in my home. And so as I researched and I, and I know you well enough to know that I I think you're on the same page with me. I felt a lot of anger in what I was finding out. Um, How about you? You know, when, when you really start digging. Absolutely. And I still feel a lot of anger around that. When I see what is being sold to us, uh, when you see, I can remember pulling up, it was a uh, very well-known brand of sunscreen that was in a pink bottle. It said, you know, uh, pure and natural or something like that. It was for babies. Mm -hmm. And I can remember using, um, you know, uh, one of the apps that I uh, had at the time uh, to scan it for ingredients. Because that's when I was just first starting to do that is, you know, actually scan my ingredients and see what was in them. And when that rated a 10 out of 10, yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Like, why are these things even being sold to us? Because there's so many people who aren't aware. I mean, we don't know what we don't know. So you pull that off the shelf. You're slathering it all over your baby to keep the sun off of them, which is good. But at what cost? Right. Especially you see- down the road. Yeah. You think you're doing the right thing. You think you're, and that's to me, I felt deceived. I felt betrayed. You know, here we're supposed to trust in our government and their safety regulations that they're not putting products out that are going to harm us, but I'm finding that's not the case at all. Well, and the other thing that I was so surprised to learn was the toxic Substance Control Act of 1976, which I know you're aware of, that when they put that in place, that that grandfathered hundreds of chemicals that never ever had to be tested for safety or proven that they were safe for humans to even use. And many of those chemicals are still in use today. Uh, Clearly, you know, the government isn't looking out for us. 
Right. It's, it's, it's the almighty dollar that's speaking versus, you know, the safety of, of their citizens. Now, what's real interesting um, with Wendy and listeners is she is a dual citizen uh, from Canada and the U.S. So let's talk about, do you find differences between what Canada does in terms of health for their citizens versus the U.S.? In general, no. <laughs> I would say I would say in North America um, that we are so far behind some of the regulations uh, that they have, say, in Europe. Right. There's like many, many of the chemicals that we still use in North America are not allowed in products in Europe, for instance. Um, there are certain things that, you know, something might be banned in the U.S., but it's not in Canada and vice versa. Okay. But generally speaking, I think that it's pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if there was really any kind of difference between Health Canada and the FDA in the United States. So great to know. Yeah. And I think we see, especially between Europe and North America, we see a lot of the differences with our um, beauty and in, in personal mm-hmm. care products, wouldn't you say? That's, that's when I think of that, that's exactly what I think of is right. the... Um, I don't even remember what the number is now. I thought it was like 1,500, but I don't quote me on that. Chemicals that, you know, Europe has banned that right. we still use here. And maybe it was 150, but whatever it is, it was a large number. And I'm like, why does one country feel like it's bad enough for us to be banned, but yet we don't hear? And it makes me... I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that it's on here, but it really makes me wonder about, you know, the corporations that are involved, you know, there's big corporations that make lots of money on personal care products. And um, it just kind of makes me wonder about, you know, their relationship with uh, the government and, um, you know, the lobbying that goes on. This conspiracy theories are are alive and well, you know, but it, it, and I believe them. Yeah, I, I, it's 100% true. I, I, you follow the dollar. Uh, it's more expensive for companies to actually do things on a safe level uh, versus, uh, you know, being able to put whatever they want in their, in their products. It's, it's, it, and they don't, you know, they don't look at that. Not all companies. There's some companies out there. I know you and I have found some really good companies yep. that, you know, absolutely pay attention to the right thing for the, their consumer. So, yes, I agree. Um, so d- when you were looking at toxins, cause you know, it's all a journey. I, I don't, I don't know anybody who, who dives into this, right off the bat and knows everything. We learn as we go. But did you focus on anything specific to start with and then take that on? I did. I actually focused on my cleaning products. Okay. Because I knew they were bad. Um, You know, all you have to do is take a whiff of some of them, you know, and you're getting (laughs) a headache. I mean, I would stand... You know, when I clean my shower, I'm standing in the shower, in my bare feet, cleaning. And you so I knew that I was absorbing all of that. And so I started with my cleaning products. And that's where I went online and found some, some great recipes using some more natural ingredients. Um, okay. And then from there, I kind of expanded out into my personal care products. Again, I knew that what I was putting on my skin 
so like when I get out of the shower every morning, I put on body lotion. So I slather it all over my body from top to, to bottom. <laughs> so I started paying attention to that and choosing better options. And, uh, you know, I really use the environmental working group a lot there. So that's ewg.org, O-R-G. Um, huge resource for uh, just about anything you could want. They've got stories and, and uh, studies and as well as an app that's free too. Uh, great resource there. And they do not only just the skin deep, so the personal care, but they've also got great information on there. Like they've got a little printout that you can do for the grocery store about, you know, the top 15 dirtiest vegetables and fruits that you should always buy organic, for instance, and then the top 12 that are okay. So just even little resources like that to help you make better choices. Sure. Sure. And um, let's talk about organic. And I, I've got a couple different directions to go here. But, um, y- you know, it's just like the advertising you talked about. You know, we see these bottles and they're pretty and they say, you know, safe and uh, dermatologist tested and, you know, all these things. So we think that they're um, safe for us. Organic in my opinion, is kind of the same way. I think organic is still a better choice uh, than non-organic, but talk to us about what organic really means. My idea of organic is that it's never had pesticides or herbicides or any kind of chemicals applied to that product or that crop. Um, And I think, you know, it's funny because I think organic, that's another one. You know, it's become so mainstream uh, we really have no way of testing that. It can have USDA organic on there or whatever it is. Uh, but we know that not every field is absolutely 100% organic because if there's anything around it, it's always, they're always going to get some, right? Right. Um, I, I, I believe it's a better choice. And so quite honestly, I have to go on faith that the company that is putting that organic stamp on there has done their due diligence, right? Uh, because I don't have any other way to to say it's not right. right. So um, there's certainly some things that I definitely um, choose organic, uh, you know, based on that EWG list, actually. Right. And there, here's the other thing too: is that there's sometimes some of the organic stuff can be very expensive, very expensive. So then I have to get to choose: is it? Do I really want to eat that vegetable or could I choose another one that maybe isn't as highly sprayed or that isn't as expensive? Right. We all, we all get to make that choice at the end of the day. Right. I wonder, is organic different in Canada than it is in the U S because I know in the U S they can still have herbicide and pesticide use. It's just limited to the amount that they can put on and use here in the U S. I am not sure about Canada. Okay. All right. Yeah. I just, you know, while I've caught you on the line <laughs> with the different country, it's, it's nice to be able yeah. to try to check that out. So, um, you know, and op- optimally going to farmer's markets and getting to know your farmer and their practices would be the optimal choice if that's available to you. I would agree. And, yeah. that's, and that sometimes that's hard too. It is. At the, at the end of the day, it really comes down to doing your best, right? We're, we're, we're exposed all the time. We know that. 
Um, and I think that we just t- like, I always tell people just start small, just take baby steps. You don't have to look at the whole thing and go, whoa, that is so overwhelming. It's right. like, just start small. It's like I started with cleaning products. It took me a year to get rid of the, what I found out to be some of the toxic products in my home. Now I did choose in some cases, I did choose to throw products out because I wasn't prepared for the uh, health risks that came with it. Um, But some of the other ones, it it just took me a while to just slowly start thinking about how can I replace this with a healthier product for me, for my husband, for our grandkids, for our kids, right? Sure. Absolutely. So um, you talked about starting with cleaning supplies. Now, when you, you know, we know, like you said, you're standing in the shower and you can hardly breathe uh, when you're cleaning. So we know the fumes. What chemicals or ingredients did you learn you were trying to avoid with those cleaning products? How long do you have? Uh, you know what? I mean, there's a few that sort of come to my mind off the top of my head. One was certainly sodium lauryl sulfate or SLS. Um, the other one would be anything that had the word fragrance on it, because that can be made up of hundreds of different chemicals. And they don't have to tell us what's in it. Um, dioxane one for um, anything that had parabens or phthalates in it. Mm-hmm. Those were kind of the, some of the top ones for me that I really tried to avoid. Um, and interestingly enough, I think that phthalates and parabens have been, become a bit of a buzzword because you see lots of products now that say phthalate-free, paraben-free. Right. When you look at the rest of the ingredients, they still have fragrance. They still have SLS. They still have um, words that we can't even pronounce. So even when we see those on products, if we truly want to know what we're putting on our body, sometimes we have to do a little bit more research. And whether that's using the EWG app and scanning it, um, or even just taking a picture with your phone of the ingredients and then go home and Google them, see whether it's something that you still want to try, right? Right. Well, and and I think it's important, you know, do you... How do I want to pose this? Do you want, do you like to rely on an app to help you out? Or do you like to research and know how to actually read the label so you know specifically what you're looking at? I'm all over an app. I don't have the time to, I I don't even have kids all the time, but I I know myself well enough that, I mean, there's some of them that I can know off the top of my head that that's not right but you know so many of them are hard to read they're hard to spell and that doesn't mean that they're necessarily bad for us by the way right right right. because there are there are natural products that have really long convoluted you know scientific names doesn't mean they're bad so uh i definitely use the app and i've also over the last five years i've found products that i know are clean that i just continue to buy now then you don't have to even worry about it. So right. you listed off um, SLS and parabens, fragrance, dioxine, uh, dioxane, one form, um, phthalates. Tell me, let's dig into those and why those are bad and what products we would find those in. Is that too much at once? <laughs> 
Well, you know, uh, unfortunately, so many of the uh, ingredients like these toxic ones that we're just talking about right now, they, uh, they cause many different problems. Um, they have, um, you know, they've been shown, I think one of the most scary things for me is a lot of them have been shown to harm our endocrine system. Okay. And of course, our endocrine Swiss system is made up of our hormones, our reproductive systems, our thyroid. And when you take a look at all of the hormone issues people have now, the uh, infertility, the thyroid issues, um, it makes perfect sense to me that these products that we've been using for years, assuming that they're safe for us, are starting to affect our health. So um, there's lots of different issues and uh, that, that these products can cause and I can't tell you exactly what they are off the top of my head um, but you know some of them actually have been known to cause cancer right um, and so there's just lots of different ways that they can affect our bodies and sometimes we don't know for years because right. what it does is you know as, as I know you're aware the toxins build up in our body and um, if we're just using a little bit every single day those toxins are building up and building up in our cells and our tissues. They especially like to hide in fat cells. So um, as we get older, some of these issues just start to pop up and we're like, whoa, where did that come from? Right? Right. Well, it could be a buildup from what you've been doing for years, whether it's what you've been putting on your skin, what you've been breathing in, what you've been eating. It could be the environment that you're growing up in as far as, um, you know, you, you live right next to a farm, you or you work or live next door to a chemical plant or, you know, industrial areas, like you just don't know, right? Um, so that is what some of those chemicals can do. What else did you ask me? What was the second part of the question? <laughs> I'm so interested in what you were saying. I forgot what, what the, <laughs> just, you listed off one, two, three, four, like five kind of top ingredients that you watch for and uh, so why we want to avoid them so you talked about the hormone disruption with the endocrine systems you talked about carcinogens that, that a lot of them have been known to to cause cancer and what what are they found in like for instance oh, okay you know, sodium lauryl sulfate we know is what makes the foaming action in our products so we would right. find that in pretty much anything that, that can have a foam to it Exactly, including toothpaste. And I think a lot of people don't even think about that. But um, And here's kind of an interesting um, thing that happened to me. I was, when I first got started on this journey, I thought, okay, I'm going to start buying Toms of Maine. Right. Toothpaste, because it's natural, right? Well, when I started learning more about what I needed to look for on labels, sodium lauryl sulfate was still in it. So while it was natural in that they eliminated the fluoride, they still ha had chemicals in it that I know I don't want in my mouth, right? Right. So that's kind of an example. Um, but we're talking about, um, you know, lotions. We're talking about makeup in women. That is uh, makeup for women. That's a big one because most women put on um, makeup before they leave. They have a shower, so they're using shampoo, conditioner, soap. They're using body lotion. Some people use body sprays, perfume, uh, moisturizer. The, I mean, you think about all of the things that we use just to get out the door, right? Um, 
And then there's things um, in like our laundry products right. that we have to be really super careful of, um, like our laundry detergent. Probably one of the first ingredients in it is sodium lauryl sulfate. Right. Uh, fragrance and other things. Um, our dryer sheets are one of the worst. And, and things like liquid fabric softener, they are loaded with fragrance and chemicals. I mean, you, you can tell when somebody's had their laundry washed in you know, a fabric softener because that, that smell comes to you before they ever arrive. Right? <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, and, so, and, and they're, all, they're all made to stay in our clothes. I mean, right. you think of the fragrance. You right. can smell that. So you know that those chemicals are staying in your clothes. They rub against your skin. That's one thing that I never thought about when I first got on this journey. I never thought about having to look at my laundry because I thought, oh, well, it just rinses out. Well, no, right. it's formulated to stay in for a reason. Yeah. I remember using those um, bars that you, you know, glued down to the barrel of the of the dryer where they're providing all that fragrance and softener you know on the in the dryer and not thinking twice of it but now that I've gone toxin free when you walk through a neighborhood for instance you can tell who's doing laundry and using dryer sheets as you yes. can smell that the other thing too that every time I see it on tv it just makes me cringe is these new um fragrance beads that they have for laundry and it's like so you can add a cap full of more fragrance <laughs> to your clothes which is just a double whammy of chemicals and I just I want people to know that like I'm passionate about letting people know that because we don't know what we don't know right and I think the majority of parents for instance if they knew the damage that it could do to their kids, they would make a different choice. Right. Well, and you and look at the how many kids have, uh, you know, starting at newborn and on up. For instance, when Nick, my son, was born, they recommended Dreft laundry soap. And if you read the ingredients in Dreft, that's it's no good. Uh, but that's what the hospitals are recommending. They. Um, but you see how many kids that have the little red rashes on their faces and the rashes on their skin, and parents aren't correlating that to what they're cleaning their laundry with or what they're cleaning their houses with. And absolutely, that sodium lauryl sulfate is a skin irritant, uh, and, it, and it can cause huge issues for those, you know, that precious little skin on those newborn babies. Well, and you think about it, when you think of laundry... We're either wearing something or we're sleeping in something that has gone through the laundry pretty much 24-7 unless you're in a nudist colony, which I am not. <laughs> I don't know that anybody would want to see that with me. <laughs> so, you know, when you think of it that way, our laundry and what we do in our laundry is maybe one of the most important things. Right. And that leads me to the, my next question is walk us through those first, that first year you talked about um, removing toxins and it took you some time. So you started with cleaning and then went to what? Well, probably I would say the personal care. Okay. So like I said, you know, the body lotion that I knew I was slathering on from head to toe, um, my skin care. Again, you know, you're putting that on, you're absorbing it. Um, and all of that, it, it's in your bloodstream within seconds. Right. So I, I did that um, 
I guess probably laundry was my next thing. And so I eliminated the fabric softener altogether and started using white vinegar with a few drops of essential oil in it for my right. rinse, right? Mm -hmm. um, it took me a while to find a laundry soap that um, I liked, that worked, that was um, safe. Uh, but I've, you know, I have that now and um, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of trial and error sometimes, right? Right. And what's, so, what's important to you, you know, what's going to make a difference in your own personal journey and what you're dealing yes. with, right? For um, sure. And, and I can tell you that now I, th I feel like I've pretty much done most of the products in our home, but what I'm starting to look at now is things, for instance, um, you know, kettles that you boil water in, you know, for tea or whatever. Yeah. Most of them are plastic. Mm -hmm. Now, it never dawned on me, honestly, until nine months ago. I was down in Arizona because that's where we spend our winters. And I had a, just a plastic electric kettle there. And I think I saw an article or a blog post or something about, you know, BPA and plastic. And I thought, huh. You know, I know that I, I avoid plastic things. I don't buy, you know, the plastic containers for my Tupperware or Tupperware or anything like that anymore. I buy glass. And it got me thinking, it's like, A, that kettle is probably 10 or 15 years old. Uh, B, it probably came from China. <laughs> C, you know, it probably has BPA in it. Right. I immediately threw it out. Mm -hmm. They're not even that expensive. And I bought myself a glass one with a stainless steel bottom. Right. So just little things like that are still, still coming to my attention. Um, and I'm making better choices as I go. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, nonstick cookware. Right. Um, you know, is another big one that people don't understand that that is not good, you know, for us. And it's leaching off into our foods because it happens at high temperature as well what happens when we're cooking. Um, well, you know. yes, I know. And some people will say, well, I never cook at 500 degrees. Well, I don't know. I just, I don't trust the fact that they say, oh, it only leaches at certain degrees. I'm right. like, really? I, I, why are they in there? Yeah. And besides which, I've learned that with stainless steel pots and pans, I can do anything I ever did with a stick-free or either that or a cast iron. One, yeah. Right. You yeah. honestly do not need that. So no, absolutely. So if you had it to do all over again, you know, you're five years down in your journey. And um, so if you had it to do all over again, would you do anything different? Um, I guess the only thing that I wish I could maybe turn around and do different would be to have learned about this earlier. That's yeah. It. Yeah. You know, um, the journey has been the journey, um, and I've learned lots and I'm still learning lots. Um, and I think that for me, what I've come to realize is that I can't control everything. Right. You know, as soon as I step foot outside of my house, I don't have control about what's in the air. Right. Um, I don't have control about what, you know, the hotel that I sleep at, what they wash their sheets in. Um, so I've decided I'm not going to stress about that. I can only do what I can do, which is within the four walls of my home and what we choose to do. Um, and when I'm outside of that, I'm just going to enjoy the best I can, taking whatever precautions that I can. Right. But I am not going to become fanatical about it or um, 
lose sleep over it because I can't. I right. don't have the control. So it's like I got to let that go. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. What benefits have you been noticing for yourself and your family over the last five years in making healthier choices for yourselves? Definitely better sleep. I would say that we have um, less illness in our home. Um, since I started using, um, honestly, essential oils on a regular basis on the bottom of my feet, uh, we just have had less illness. Um, and also, again, with essential oils, um, using them in place of, say, taking an aspirin when you're, or an Advil when you're, you know, you've got sore muscles or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like I use, I would prefer to use essential oils or a natural product on my skin rather than taking, um, you know, uh, an aspirin or something. So um, I think overall we are healthier. I find that when we, if we do get sick, uh, the duration is not as long and the symptoms are not as bad. So that's probably been the biggest um, change for us because we didn't have a lot of health problems to begin with. Right. Um, you know, it's not like I can say we've had a humongous change there because really we were pretty healthy, but definitely feeling better and not getting sick as often has been huge. Right. Um, how about energy levels? Do you feel a difference in your energy? I would say, I don't know, I have to offset that with aging. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never felt like my energy levels were um, really that bad, quite honestly. Okay. Um, so I would say that that's probably remained about, about the same. About the same for you. Yeah. How about um, you're at that age, you know, along with me, do you find that making some changes with toxin-free products has made a difference in menopause um, symptoms for you? I'm going to say yes, because it was just, I kind of got into menopause right about the time that I was starting this journey. Okay. And so I can't help but think that getting rid of those uh, toxins that were uh, known endocrine disruptors, um, that that played a big role in how my menopause has gone, which has really been not bad at all. Right. Um, I really have been able to, uh, when I was starting to get, um, you know, hot flashes, um, I, again, I could use uh, essential oils that really helped me uh, minimize those symptoms and actually sometimes eliminate them. Right. So, um, and I also found, um, you know, using them uh, to help me sleep was also a real benefit or using uh, natural uh, herbal supplements that I could find that would say help me sleep. Because that's a, that's a big complaint of women, as you know, as we go into menopause, right. it's like we're all up at 3 a.m., right? <laughs> so uh, I, I think that that has really helped that part of my, my life for sure. Sure, we need to start a 3 a.m. women's club. Yeah, <laughs> there'll be quite a few people on it. <laughs> I think so. Well, and, and that's something that I noticed a difference for too, but um, a big impact I saw in uh, changing out uh, some products in my home was emotional um, oh, changes. Oh, yes. You know, how about yes. you? For sure. Uh, that, is, that was actually a surprise for me um, to see the emotional, I guess, 
um, how it supported emotions. Right. right. And again, I think that can really come down to our endocrine system. We're talking about our hormones, right. all of that. So when you think about um, these toxins and how they affect our endocrine system, it's got to support our emotions. It just has to right. when, we, when we eliminate them. Right. And our gut health. You know, our gut and brain, yeah. you know, emotional health is absolutely tied into our gut. So when we're eliminating things that are churning up our um, digestive system and our gut health, then obviously we can have um, better support for those emotions. Um, right. And that, and that leads into, too, the fact that, you know, everything that we put in our body, our body has to process, and that includes our livers, our pancreas. So, uh, you know, when we stop uh, adding in those toxins, whether it's on our bodies or in our bodies, it's less load on our liver, our pancreas, our kidneys, everything. Right. Uh, it's just less toxic load for them to have to eliminate for us, right? Right, and deal with. And I think our um, husbands can sure appreciate the fact that we get the great emotional support. <laughs> yes, I understand <laughs> prior to menopause, that's also a huge support. <laughs> Yes. That, about once about once a month or so from what I remember. What you remember. <laughs> so makes mm -hmm. a big makes a big difference. So for somebody who is just getting started uh, down this journey and they're just starting to, to check into everything, what three things would be your best advice for someone to do? Number one, ditch your cleaning products, put a post up on um, the buy and sell or something and put all of your cleaning products in a box and sell them to somebody else. <laughs> um, because here's the thing, you actually really shouldn't be throwing that stuff in our garbage there. So if, if we're not throwing it in our landfills, not sure why we're using it anyway, um, <laughs> and start using natural products because they work just as well. Um, and there are tons of recipes on Pinterest and everywhere else recipes that actually work um, and that includes replacing things like bleach right. uh, I went on to the Suzuki foundation which is a foundation up here in Canada David Suzuki and he had an article on there how spraying uh, hydrogen peroxide and vinegar has the exact same effect uh, for disinfecting as bleach isn't that crazy so it, it is so I don't even have bleach in the house anymore um, that's exactly what I use is I use hydrogen peroxide and, um, vinegar. Yep. So that is such an easy way to me to be able to start eliminating toxins. And that affects everybody because your kids that are on you on the floor, you know, whatever you wash the floor with your fur babies are picking up your toddlers and your kids are picking up. If you're walking around in bare feet, you're picking up. So to me, that's super easy. And you can honestly eliminate and have probably one cleaner in your house that does everything. You don't need 9 million of them. Number two, uh, for women especially, I would really take a look at makeup. Okay. Uh, that is a huge one. Um, a lot of us put several different products on our faces every day for makeup. And you've maybe heard about how they have lead in lipstick. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, that's kind of a common one. So I really encourage you to start looking into the ingredients in your makeup, every single piece of makeup that you put on, because uh, as women, uh, and especially for young women, 
it's uh, the younger women that are now having trouble with infertility and all of the endocrine problems. So take a look at your makeup because that is a big one, in my okay. opinion. And the third one would be, um, it's kind of a toss up between either your personal care products or your laundry products. Okay. Um, and also just make sure that you're reading the labels just because something don't take it at face value just because it say, says safe or that it says that it's pure natural. Grab that app off the uh, uh, environmental working group and scan the products and really pay attention to what you're buying and um, make sure that you are really, I like to boycott the companies that are, selling us things that we perceive to be good for us and they're not, I actually try and avoid them now. So, Well, isn't that called um, greenwashing? Absolutely. You know, there's yeah. been several companies caught uh, in that. Um, so you have to just do your due diligence and, you know, really check into that. Okay, so here's my all-important question that I ask everybody is, is it more important what goes on the body or in the body? I don't know how you can determine that. I, to me, it's the same. It's the same? Truly. I, I truly believe that it's the same because if you do one without the other, you're counteracting it. So right. That probably didn't answer your question, but that's my answer. <laughs> Hey, it's your answer. You can answer it however you would like. <laughs> oh, and I like that. Okay, thank you. I like that. I had, a, I had one of my guests say that it was more important what you put on your body because what you put on your body ends up in your body, you know, which is so very, very true, right? Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. That's awesome. So tell our listeners, where can they find you? If um, there, I have listeners that really relate to you and your story and what you've shared. Let's give them a way to reach out to you, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. So I do have a website. It's wendycardell.com. And that's uh, Wendy and then C-A-R-D-E-L-L.com. Um, I also, on, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Again, it's just Wendy Cardell. And um, if you wanted to reach out to me via email, you can find me at wendy at wendycardell.com. Uh, you make it so easy for us. <laughs> I try to. <laughs> to. To find you. Well, thank you so much for sharing all the insightful information that you have um, about removing toxins. This has been a great conversation. And I look forward to connecting more in the future with you. Absolutely. Well, I just want to say I really appreciate what you're doing because you are really helping to get the word out. You're uh, really expanding on what I know my passion is and what I believe your passion is, which is really helping people understand that they do have a choice and um, that they can, can do better. And they know better and so they can do better. So uh, thank you for what you're doing. Ah, oh, thank you, Wendy. I love ya. <laughs> all right, you too. Thank you. That's all for this episode of the Toxin Terminator, and we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one -on -one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.